0: you're listening to the washington hospitality industry podcast your primary source of information related to the hospitality industry in washington state
1: well hello and welcome today the washington hospitality association is proud to present susan sterholm of all things hr She is the president of that company and is also a member of our advisory network. If you'd like a 30-minute consultation with Susan, um, as a member, you can do that by reaching out to your territory manager. Today, she's gonna talk about human skills, the new hard skills for the future of work. And with that, I will go ahead and welcome Susan, welcome.
2: Greetings, everyone. Again, my name is Susan and with All Things HR, and I'm very excited to be with you here today to talk about human skills, the new hard skills for the future of work. And uh, we're pre-recording this on Tuesday, October 24th, for it to be released on Wednesday, October 25th. But thank you all for, for being here and, and, and listening to this presentation, something that's very near and dear to my heart. So as Lisa had said, my name is Susan Sturholm. I'm the president of All Things HR, um, and uh, we do all things HR. We're outsourced HR managers. We are. We have a help desk that you, as members, are able to utilize if you have any HR questions that you want to, you know, run by one of our consultants that run the help desk. Um, we do training. We do. Uh, employee investigations. I know that's not fun to hear, but it is a thing we do. You know, general employee relations, executive coaching. Again, all things HR. Um, anyway, so uh, let's jump into today's topic, which is human skills and the new hard skills for the future. And my my first question, I'm sure people get nowadays, is what are human skills and why are they important to have? Well, you know, human skills, we kind of know them as the soft skills, but we'll kind of get back to that in just a sec. But I wanted to give you two definitions, something to think about, if you will. Definition one is the skill is the ability to work well with other people individually and in groups. Definition number two is a little bit of expansion on that, which is this is the ability to interact with other people successfully. A manager must be able to understand, work with, and relate to both individuals and groups to build a teamwork environment. The proper execution of one's human skills is often called human relations. So this is what human skills are. And I think as I I shared that definition with you, I think in your minds, probably you've had a couple people pop it to mind. Somebody who you know, you've either worked with them or you've observed them, who are just really good with people. They're great listeners. Um, They're great. They interact well. Um, They're able to explain uh, to other people what they think they heard and provide good input and insight. Um, And often these people are are sought out for their opinions, for their thoughts, because they just connect with people so well. And on the other hand, I'm sure as I'm talking about this, you're also thinking to yourself, I know who doesn't have good human skills. You know, we all know those managers out there who don't have that ability to to connect with people, to talk with people. Um, They usually aren't well liked um, by those who work for them or with them um, because they just don't have... They're just not a people person. A lot of times we, you hear us say that. They're just not a people person. And as we go forward in the future of HR, the future of work, it is going to be so important and so critical to people's success that they have the human skills. Those who don't have the human skills really, truly um, they're they're going to reach a ceiling in their career, and they're not going to be able to progress much f- further. So this is something that it's very very important to know about, to embrace, and really you know spend time assessing yourself and your own abilities to see if you have these skills. So I want to share with you a quote. I thought this was a, a really good quote coming from Jeff DeChenga. D- He's the executive advisor for Foresight First. LLC. And um, and it's this quote, this idea of hard versus soft skills is totally unhelpful. The skills that are most important in a world in which people are going to have to work better with machines. They're not soft. Meaning they're not, you know, the hard skills that people are going to need are really looking and working with machines. But what really is going to set people apart is is the soft skills, but we're also calling human resources and it's the harder skills because it's the harder to learn. And I'll kind of explain that here as we go through our presentation. So some examples of human skills needed now and in the future are communication. I mean, that's just obvious, isn't it? It's the verbal, it's the nonverbal, but just communication skills, good communication skills. And the sooner you learn this in your manager management career, the better. You know, so how to to talk uh, and verbally express yourself, um, how to be able to explain things to other people, how to be able to state your position to other people, to do that both verbally and writing is absolutely critical. Um, I see a lot of bad writers these days. I see, um, actually, there's more, I think, bad writers, um, and it's harder to understand what they're trying to write and express um, versus though who, um, are challenged from a verbal standpoint, but nonetheless, verbally, people need to learn how to articulate what they're going to say better. And they need to apply, um, emotional intelligence to how they share that information with other people. Active listening. Um, you, you, that's a challenge for a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, they got to get their word out. They got it. it's so important for them to get what they want out and express what they want to be heard versus hearing another person. Um, So active learning and lack of listening, seek to understand. And the only way that you can understand is by asking a lot of questions. And it's not about agreeing. You don't, it's, this is not about agreeing. This is wanting to make sure you understand where the other person's coming from, not agree, understand Uh, Clarity in presentation and writing. Clarity in speaking and reframing uh, checks for understanding. Uh, Simplicity in messaging and intent. You know, they're avoiding the jargon. You know, so like think about emails, you know, that are easily misunderstood because you read it and you don't quite understand what the person's saying. You could take it one way or you can take it another way. Those who have really good human skills are able to turn that written word into something more simpler and easier to understand. And the examples that they use are easier to understand. So also understanding the nonverbal cues, that's also part of human skills. Um, And that is, you know, 70% of communication is nonverbal. A lot of people don't understand that, but, you know, really be able to read your audience, you know, what are they? Are they looking at you? Are they looking down? Are they looking up in the air? You know, all those different cues means different things. And even if somebody's looking you straight in the eye, there's a big difference between somebody looking in you, your eyes and listening to you and hearing you versus somebody staring at you and frowning at you, which pretty much shares, I disagree with you. I disagree with what you're saying. And somebody who has good human skills are, one, able to read others well, but also are very, very um, aware of how they're coming across. Uh, Body language. You know, does the body language say open or closed? I know for me, I'm a cold person. I'm just always cold. So I'm constantly going like this. I'm constantly, you know, hugging myself to keep myself warm. But that actually can send the message to other people that I'm shutting down. I'm closing the door. I'm not interacting in the conversation. So a lot of times what I have to do is I have to say, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm just so cold. So please don't take this as me not listening to you. I'm just very, very cold. Being able to have that social awareness, um, that human skills, um, emotional intelligence to share with people, maybe what you're doing uh, non-verbally. Um, And with your body language is not necessarily the message that you want to share. So being very thoughtful about that, right? Eye contact, we just talked about that, but it's, you know, in zoom meetings like this, it's hard. It's um, I still am a huge proponent that when you have a difficult message, you need to share with an employee or coworker do it in person, if at all possible. But unfortunately, again, in today's world, that's not always an option. I have to have one of these conversations uh, this week where I'm going to have to do it by Zoom, not uh, by in-person. I'm just really not happy about it because I'm pretty sure my message is not going to come across the way that I want it to. And then just general movements and gestures. You know, what are people doing with their hands? You know, um, are they fidgeting a lot? Um, you know, it could be a sign that they're, you know, not listening. They're, they're, they're getting tired of the subject. They're wanting to move on. And sometimes it's not necessarily calling people out on that. It's just saying, you know what, let's take a five minute break or a 10 minute break and come back and finish this discussion. People who have good human skills, they keep an eye on those things and they allow for breaks when breaks are needed whether they are expressed verbally or not. So continuing on, um, here are some other core skills that are needed. Empathy, right? Um, I feel empathy is, is missing a lot in our today's world. I really do. Um, and let's just understand what, the, what empathy is. It's ability to understand another's perspective, opinions and bias. I'm going to emphasize the word understand. It's about understanding. It's not about agreeing, okay? Accepting also is not about agreeing, you know? And you need to put yourself in in the frame of mind to seek to understand first. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to really try to understand where this person is coming from, what's bothering them and why. I'm not going to pass judgment. I'm just going to try to seek to understand to see if I can understand where they're coming from and why this might be an issue, whether I agree or not. Um, and so that's that suspend judgment part and concentrate on understanding others' feelings and viewpoints. Self-awareness. Um, I, I find that some people have great self-awareness and how they come across and others do not. A lot of times it's, um, Self awareness when it comes to apologizing, right? You can tell when somebody genuinely feels bad about some something and they're apologizing for it, versus somebody who who doesn't. I'm dealing with a situation with another client with um, a CEO that has this problem. Uh, some issues have come up with staff, and they are the staff is not happy, and and the CEO did handle something incorrectly. Um, There was an opportunity to to find um, a speaker uh, amongst about 50 employees um, to come up and speak on behalf of the company and share their experiences about the company. And what the CEO could have done is asked for volunteers. Instead, what he did is he chose somebody that he considered was a friend and one of his favorite employees. And employees were very upset about it because they felt it was very obvious why he chose this one person. So the employee, the, the CEO, had an opportunity to um, apologize to this group of employees, but he didn't. And then somebody called him out on it, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, you know what? We kind of missed that. Yeah, yep, we did that wrong. We'll have to think about that in you know as we move forward." But the way I just delivered it to you, that wasn't genuine. I mean, it almost kind of like, you know, just, you know, giving it half an effort and not really clicking, didn't have the self-awareness or the empathy to understand how others might be feeling and to be able to apologize about that. You know, if I made you feel that way, I genuinely, I apologize. That wasn't my intent versus, yeah, we got to do better next time. Uh, Adaptability. Okay. Um, being flexible to adapt to unexpected challenges or changes and the ability to deal with ambiguous problems and situations again, uh, goes back to the self-awareness. Sometimes it's not about how you feel. And if you think something is important, or not it's about what the other important, uh, person thinks or feels that you have to connect with to understand, but again, not agree with collaboration and teamwork, right? Open to others' ideas and supportive of the other work. And how do we know that you're open to ideas? It's because you ask questions. You ask clarifying questions. It's in your tone of voice. Well, tell me more about that. So how would that work or how would that look? Huh, how would we implement that? When you ask a lot of clarifying questions, that means one, you're listening, you're engaged, but you're really taking it to thought. You're really processing what the suggestion, what the idea is. And, you know, in the moment, right then and there, you don't necessarily always have to make a decision. But you can also come across as, ah, oh, that's good information. Thank you. I'm going to have to put some thought into that. Um, and that is somebody with strong human skills. That's how somebody with strong human skills co- come across. Okay. A couple of other things. You know, uh, coaching. Coaching. The ability to draw out the best in others, listen, empower, and guide, you know, go back to coaching. Think about our Seahawks and Mariners, you know, it's, uh, you know, coaches go in there and help those individuals be the best they can be. And they're giving them constant feedback on what they can do different or better. Trust building. This is something else we miss a lot in leadership in management is trust building. A lot of times we go into situations thinking we are owed trust, that employees need to trust us. If They don't trust us. We're not going anywhere. We can't do anything. And that's all true. But we miss the important piece is that we, as leadership and managers, we have to earn that trust. Trust is not given. It is earned. And so when we go into situations, we need to be in the mindset of, I need to earn my employees trust. I need to earn the trust of my executive team. Right. And we do that by creating safe environments for all authentic, compassionate, integrity, and honesty, where people can talk respectfully to one another. And again, we don't have to agree. We don't, we can all come from different points of view. We might not be able to come to consensus this first time, but we're going to work on how we can come to consensus. Okay. And then, of course, leadership, understanding what leadership is, you know, follow me. I know the way, you know, here, watch me do it. I can do it. And so I will teach you how to do it. Um, Leadership is about motivating, influencing. It's about vision versus control right? Vision. This is what I see. And I'm really want to be a good communicator and share with you what that vision is. So you understand where I want us to go versus controlling the situation. If you're someone that's black and white, you need everything to be done in a certain way. That really is not going to help you when it comes to being a good um, human skills leader. Okay. It's all about focusing on the people instead of the systems. The systems are important, but you start with the people first, about understanding the people. What do the people need? Not you, what do the people need? okay? So all this is what comes into making somebody strong with human skills. okay And I, I love this little diagram. It kind of shows you all that it incorporates, you know it incorporates emotional intelligence, it motivated learners. You know, we want to constantly be learning mode. We want to be having learning experiences that we share with others. We seek to understand, um, you know, uh, all this, you know, compelling ideas, feed, engaging learning experiences, all this incorporates into human skills. And, you know, there's there's this kind of philosophy as we look into the future, those with the human skills. Will be the success stories of our future. Okay, so with that, it kind of leads me into why the increased need for human skills. And I frankly don't think it's, uh, you know, the increased need. I think it's always been there. It's just now more than ever we're really kind of focusing on these skills for better management, better cultures, um, you know, for our work environments, for our people, right? So, human skills are getting more attention these days because they're in short supply. Not everybody has these skills. And this Pricewaterhouse survey that was done about um, uh, for a CEO survey, about 77% of the respondents believed that the biggest threat to their businesses stemmed from undeveloped soft skills. So, as the workplace becomes more automated, which is going to happen, right? I got to tell you much to my dismay because I think we're taking the human out of human resources, you know, people, resources. But as that happens, you know, computers, things that we have to be mindful of is computers can't build or lead team or foster a workplace culture. They can't. They don't have that emotional intelligence, right? They don't have, or not yet, they don't have the ability to be able to read that. I don't know if they'll ever be able to create a computer that is able to do it. And frankly, I don't want to be around to see that because we're humans. It's just us, human beings, right? Um, they can't write personable, persuasive email or effectively develop uh, or resolve a difficult situation with a customer. Well, writing a personable per for, uh, per, uh, um, um, uh, email these days, I, I just had my first experience with JAT-GPT. I've been slowly but surely learning more about it, which I don't like. I'm I'm impressed with the technology. I think the technology is incredibly cool. Um, can't believe that we're there, that we're actually able to, you know, just tell a computer, you know, can you put a offer letter together for me using these key phrases, in it and it does it for you, right? But the sad thing is, is that I can tell you, I can read offer letters. I can read um, any of my employees works or whatever. And I can tell that a computer put it together, not a human. Okay. And, and then again, like it says, you know, to resolve difficult situations with the customer, you need a human to do that. A computer cannot do it. It can't, it can't have empathy. It doesn't have the ability to understand the other person's side. It doesn't have humility, you know? Um, they, they don't have emotional intelligence, so we still need that for the world of our future. Um, they can't think strategically or critically, although I think they're getting better at it and we're helping them. We're helping them learn that. And they can't emphasize or develop trust, trusted relationships. And that is true. Only human can develop trusted relationships where we really know and understand the other person hears us and cares for us. Okay. So, um, continuing on, you know, remote and hybrid work, remote and hybrid work, excuse me, I didn't say that quickly. You know, the rise in remote work and the hybrid work environments, uh, are, they're not going to go away. I know we're kind of talking about us all going back to the office, but I got to tell you, there's going to be another swing because employees don't want this and they're going to seek opportunity where they have the ability to work more from home. So, Um, It'll be interesting keeping an eye on what happens with all that. But nonetheless, you know, um, we're going to be working from home. We're going to be working in an offsite office, if you will. And we're going to have to work really hard and differently to build the relationships we need to have in order to have, you know, personal success and critical success and team success. And then you got the global collaboration, which means people need the ability to work effectively with others from diverse backgrounds, the ability to maintain and build uh, relationships, resolve conflicts um, and foster teamwork, even across, you know, the globe in several time zones, it's critical. It's absolutely critical. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is with the strongest human skills that we can have or learn. Okay. So you're probably wondering how do you recruit, how do you recruit for that human skill, right? Well, there's two focuses, right? So one is, you know, and this is just kind of interesting from LinkedIn. This is the top five skills companies now seek according to leak and research. And it is creativity, persuasion, collaboration, adaptability, and time management. Okay. When you look at all that, can a computer teach a person how to be more creative? It might inspire thought. Okay. It might inspire thought, but I don't think it can teach it to be creative or, you know, being persuasive or collaboration. Okay. They can tell you how, but it can't tell you how to imply the emotion, to apply the empathy, to apply the self awareness that it it can't do it because it doesn't feel it, it doesn't know it. Now, the Bloomberg Next Study produced a different list of the most in-demand skills, okay? And they came up with this list. Teamworking skills, so coordinating and collaborating with others, okay? So the other list said collaboration. This was just a little bit more specific. Analytical reasoning, critical thinking, okay? Definitely the way we need to see things, and we need to be able to consider different points of view Think outside the box. Um, a computer, just not, that's, it's not able to. It's just not able to take, it, it deals with black and white. It deals with facts that have been inputted into this system. Only humans can think outside the box, right? Complex problem solving. Being able to see both people's positions, both the emotional position, right? And feel it, actually feel it. That empathy piece is really important. Agility and adaptability. Ethical judgment and decision-making a computer can tell us, you know, you should make this decision and it could probably tell you why, but does that really persuade us to make the ethical judgment? No, it's another person sharing with you. Hey, have you ever thought of this? Have you ever experienced this situation? You know, um, do you understand that if you take it this way, this could happen? Um, so, so our computers are just not there that you, they miss that human skills piece. Okay. So continuing on, um, recruiting and assessing the soft skills. One of the things you want to do is you want to include human skills and all your job descriptions and postings. Okay. Maybe that even comes first. You know, these are the human skills, AKA soft skills that we're looking for. And it can be everyone who works for this company or everyone in this department or everyone in this job. Okay. Um, use supplemental questionnaires, which ask questions. We do that on this end at all things, HR, we use it for our recruiting team always is using supplemental questions. Um, cause we're looking for how people respond in writing to how they respond, um, uh, verbally. And is it consistent? Or a lot of times we see something written that's completely different than what is spoken. And that's something for consideration. Okay. Um, Always ask for a sample. You know, when you're in the recruiting process of of people's writing skills, that's one of the reasons why cover letters are so important. But more and more a day people are using chat GPT to write their cover letter and you can tell. And so you need to make it very specific if you're going to write for um, ask for anything in writing from a candidate, make sure to say, and it can't have any GPTQ or a chat GPT influence at all. I want it to be completely from you. And, you know, even if it's imperfect, imperfect, and it doesn't flow, I still want to see what you can write versus a computer. Um, You know, so when it candidates apply with resumes, you know, again, I think you always should require a cover letter. And I think you make the statement, please do not use chat GPT or any other assistance, computer assistance. Um, and then carefully read resumes and cover letters for the tone, for the clarity and communication. And you might even want to refer back to it in your your interview. So let's go back to your cover letter. You said in your cover letter that you had a passion for X, Y, Z tell me more about that. Where did that passion come from? Okay. And, uh, and, and remember interviews should be, it's a discussion. I think a lot of people are still stuck with the manager or the interviewer asks a question and the interviewee answers it. And, uh, and I, I don't think those are effective interviews, not at all. It's a discussion go in there as if I mean in your head I would want you to have an agenda and talking points that you would want to cover but as you're coming across to the candidate, it's a discussion it's just it's a conversation it's discussion I want to get to know you better you know I always like to not you know sit at a desk or across each other either sit at a table where we're both having coffee and talking but it's setting the environment to make it as comfortable as possible so somebody, can relax and be who they are and you can see who they are versus having them set up and be prim and proper and, um, be on their very best self, which is probably the person that you're not going to see every day. Once in a while that person shows up, but as you get to know this employee, that best self kind of disappears and their real self comes forward. So keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. Um, as we continue to talk about recruiting for these human skills, what else, what else can you do? What else can you look for? Um, try to create a relaxed atmosphere. This is what I was just talking about. Try to create a relaxed atmosphere where people will feel comfortable talking and communicating with others, you know, start with the small talk, you know, Hey, so how was your drive up here? We certainly don't want to ask how they got there. Um, but how was the commute up here? You know, was there a lot of traffic and, oh my gosh, it's pouring down rain. So, ah, oh, there must've been a lot of accidents. I mean, easy stuff like that. Weather is always safe, you know? Wow. That weather this weekend, wasn't that just wonderful? Oh, it felt so good to have that warmth. Um, you know, uh, and maybe they talk about, you know, oh, actually I'm a mountain person. I love the snow. I love it cold where the other person say, well, no, actually I want the hot, I want the heat, you know? You can find out a lot of, about a person and their preferences just in those opening comments, if you will, the small talk at the beginning of an interview. And it also eases tension for people. You always want to make sure you're asking very open-ended questions, okay? And you really want the candidate to do most of the of the talking. But crafting the best question possible is, is, is really, it, it's an art. Um, I like starting with, so tell me about yourself. I obviously have your resume here and I've looked through it, but I really want to hear from you, your story and how you came to be. And and you know, where would you like to start? Do you want to start like, you know, when you got out of high school? I noticed that you went to the UW and you you majored in law. Um, you were pursuing, and it looks like you know, you you wanted to get a JD. Um, and but that changed. So tell me a little about that. Tell me about why you originally pursued having a, a getting a JD and then uh, now you're in sales. So tell me more about that. Um, and really let them tell their story versus asking and answering detailed questions. Cause that's how you're going to find out who they are as a person. Okay. Uh, what's the body language like? Um, you know, some people are fidgety and they're moving all over the place. Um, and that there's a number of different reasons for that. And, um, and when it could even be that they're ADHD or ADD. So w- you need to be mindful of that, but at least, you know, that that's part of their personality and maybe it's only when they're feeling pressured or on the spot. Right. Which is exactly what an interview does to people. Right. But that body language, are they looking at you in the eye? Are they able to be, you know, able to communicate genuineness to you in their conversations? Okay. I like including more than one person in the interview process. Uh, the all things HR process has many, many processes. We, we really do put people through, um, quite the interview, um, process, uh, cause it helps us determine, you know, if the person is a good culture fit with us or not. Okay. Um, and then, you know, really spend time before your interviews, developing behavioral interview questions targeted to specific human skills that you're looking for in a candidate, um, so that, you know, you can pull these questions out and ask them so you can, um, get the candidate to answer as it pertains to their own experience. Um, what else do I have to share with you? Well, interviewing for human skills, you do want to make sure you're asking the same questions for all candidates. Um, and I would say it's the, it's the basic question because obviously as a candidate is answering you know, it's their personal experience, and it kind of bridges down. And and as you get deeper into the questions, keep asking more and more. Well, tell me more about that, and ask you know more information. Again, the more information, the more information the candidate will share with you, the better, and the more you'll know about this person. Okay, there's another technique that we like encouraging and sharing with people uh, who you know do interviews. It's called the STAR technique. Um, and that's to help you probe and to, into answers with your candidates, um, especially those who don't elaborate. So, the S stands for situation. Ask them to describe a situation at work that relates to a human skill. Um, T is for task. How how they were involved in a situation. How were they involved in a particular situation? Right. Maybe it was a really bad customer service experience. Maybe it was a scary situation, you know, you know, gosh, the most scariest situation, the the situation that you found yourself most afraid in at work in your work environment. Tell me about that and how you experienced that action, what action they took to resolve the situation. So you're in this scary situation. You're feeling threatened. What did you do? How did you handle it? Um, some people might say I just froze. I didn't know what to do, and I didn't feel it was my place. We had a manager with us, and I was really just watching the manager and their body language. But I, I don't. I was frozen. I couldn't do a darn thing. That's telling of somebody, or maybe they say, "Yeah, my my manager was trying to address it, but whatever the the communication between him and the individual this was occurring, it wasn't happening. They weren't connecting, and so I, I just." I just jumped in and said, Hey, you know, I think what my manager is trying to say is X, Y, Z. So there's somebody leaping in and trying to take control of the situation. It could be, or just assisting and they ended up taking control. So those are things you have to process and think through, but nonetheless, what are you looking for when you ask that question? Okay. And then the last one is result. What is the result or outcome of their action? What happened? So I'm talking about this person who jumped in to help the manager explain a situation with an angry client. The result was in this situation, I'm making it up, um, that the client better understood this, the, the position of the company. Um, and the situation was diffuse because the, the client understood and they didn't fight anymore. They, they, they totally didn't fight it off anymore. Um, that that's understanding that result. Um, is great. And then asking, of course, would you handle it differently? Would you have handled it differently? Now, knowing what you know, would you have handled it differently? That's a, a, that's a great question for self-awareness purposes to ask people. Okay. So training, what should, what, what type of training, what, what type of training should you provide to your managers, your entry-level managers um, as it pertains to improving their human skills? And I'm going to tell you, this is a, a one and done thing when, and that actually applies to actually most training, most training is not a one and done thing. Most training is something that you're constantly working on. Okay. And you know, with human skills, uh, depending on what your budget is, but I would say at least two to three times a year, you're doing some training with your management team. That includes role plays and very thought provoking discussion points as it pertains to human skills. So self-awareness um, I can tell you can easily spend four to five hours on self-awareness and uh, and then actually you, you start with self-awareness and then you apply it to the race of the training. You always add this piece in to remind and refresh people, you know, but you know, you want to ask in regards to self-awareness, what are the areas where they need to develop their human skills? So 360 degree reviews are wonderful for this. Um, coaching, assessment, regular feedback, uh, talking as a group, getting groups together for these discussions, managers' group, you know, and having people share with them something they like to work on from a self awareness standpoint. I can tell you that type of exercise, when you add one of those exercises, like once a quarter or whatever, uh, you usually, by within a year's period of time, you see a lot of improvement with your management team. Okay. Um, other things to be thinking of as it pertains to training for your managers, communication skills, um, as a, you know, general active listening, difficult conversations, emotional intelligence, have people, you know, people understanding what emotional intelligence is. What does coaching really truly look like? And what is leadership? What does leadership mean? You know, and to be a good leader is totally different than being a good manager and most people are either one or the other. And then you have a few of people who are good at both. But just because you're a good leader doesn't mean you're a good manager. And just because you're a good manager doesn't mean you're a good leader. And that is training that all management needs to understand and, and go through and role play with and discuss with at least annually, um, if not more. And then, you know, how do you build a, a strong team, a healthy team? with human skills, you know, a group of strong individuals who have incorporated their human skills into their job and what they do and into their, 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 their company. Um, So these are things that you want to think about, be mindful of. And then as we start planning for 2024, think about including this into your budgets. Okay. And just keep in mind, many managers are promoted because they have good technical skills. You know, they know how to do the job and they know how to do the job quickly. And yay them. That's great. But really, truly to get the most of them, for them to be most effective is, are those managers who have good human skills or the willingness to learn those skills? Those are our most successful managers. Those are the managers that make the most difference. And then I got a quote for you. Okay. I love quotes. So that's, you're going to see them all around. But it goes back to that hard skills. Hard skills are temporary. Human skills are permanent. And that's true. Hard skills, you learn it for the situation, right? You're going to learn how to fix this computer. You're going to learn how to fix the copy machine or the assembly line or whatever it is. And chances are you use it for that situation only and then you move on. Human skills don't become obsolete. They're always there. No matter how the world changes around us, we need those human skills to get by and to succeed. And again, as I said at the beginning, those with us with the with the better, the stronger human skills, we're really going to be the ones to, to succeed and achieve our career goals. Um, and that's why we want to work with all the managers we can uh, to helping them understand this to help them really see, have the self-awareness to see where their own human skills are, what's lacking, and really encourage them to want to learn and grow. Um, Because by that, I can tell you by that, um, hey, their career is endless. They really truly have as many opportunities coming to them uh, as possible versus the person who doesn't embrace this. And I think you all know somebody in your mind who is a manager, a leader who doesn't embrace these skills I've been talking about today? So that's what I have for you. Hopefully, I've given you some insight, something to think about and process. Um, if you have any questions, because this is pre recorded, if you have any questions, please feel free to w- reach out to me. Um, my name and my contact information and my phone number are all right here on this slide. Love to hear from you, love to have a conversation. If you're interested in doing any training for your teams, we'd be happy to talk to you about that as well. Um, As we do do a lot of trainings for management, for employees, whatever the situation may be. But do think about what I shared and do think about it as it applies to your own, yourself as a manager, as a leader, and then of course the groups of people that you manage. What is it that we need to change? What is it that we need to do different? Chances are it's something human skills related and it takes time to change human skills. This is not, this is not going to class. And when it's done, it's not, it's changing. So it's going to evolve. It's going to take a number of months, maybe a year for us to reset our mind and be able to apply what we learn in regards to human skills and what makes our human skills um, you know, strong and best, it takes time to, to learn that and apply it. And then I just want to have a shout out about our help desk. Uh, our help desk is out there. It's available for you Monday through Friday, 9.00 AM to 4.00 PM. Uh, our number is there. You can also email us, um, you know, definitely, you know, uh, you get referred to us. That's the way that you get to our help desk too, but we're here to help and brainstorm and support. And, uh, and we're HR professionals. So I also want to make sure I remind everybody that we are HR professionals. We are not legal. We are not attorneys. So, you know, when you talk to us on the phone, we're going to be giving you our HR advice, our HR guidance, best practice. Uh, and we might even refer you to um, uh, an attorney because we can't give by law. We can't give you legal advice. I always like to use our relationship as... You know, the attorneys are the doctors, but we HR professionals are the nurses and you start with us, you call us and, and we, we know, we know quite a bit about the law and everything, but we also know, uh, whereas like, like doctors, attorneys are the ones who can diagnose attorneys are the one that can prescribe medications. Right. Um, but as nurses, HR nurses, we, we do know a thing or two, and we can certainly help. and We can certainly provide you insight and guidance. Um, And get you set up to have the most effective conversation with an attorney so probably all way too much hopefully you've enjoyed this session i know i have this is one of my favorite favorite presentations to do um and if you need any help or or want to brainstorm again we would love to have that conversation with you and i want to thank you all for attending today have a good one
1: well susan thank you so much once again to anybody listening Um, If you're a member of the Washington Hospitality Association, Susan is a member of our advisory network. So if you're interested in a 30-minute consultation with all things HR, please reach out to your territory managers. And also, if you would like to see another video that Susan has presented for us, check out our employee recruitment toolkit. I will put the link to that in the show description, and you can find not only that video called How to Recruit, and retain good employees. You could also find all kinds of information about employee recruitment in that toolkit. So thank you all very much for listening
0: and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Washington Hospitality Industry Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, wahospitality.org, where you can learn more about the restaurant and lodging industries and the Washington Hospitality Association. Be sure to subscribe to the show in iTunes google spotify or iHeartRadio, so you'll never miss a show while you're at it if you found value in this show we'd appreciate a rating on itunes thank you so much for that effort until next time